Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is still the American Soccer Podcast, in which you are going to get to know everything you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. My name is Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love, love, love you, Nats. And you people. And you people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Well? There are no words that are appropriate uh, in a moment like this. It is crisis. It is disaster. It is worst case scenario. Uh, It is the perfect storm of problems. Crisis is what happens before death. (laughs) This is death. So this is, this is, uh, this is death. Goodbye, 2018 World Cup. Goodbye, 2018 World Cup. Thank you for joining us. Uh, For We the People, this is uh, a podcast about a team that will not be going to the World Cup. Uh, The World Cup is the only thing that truly matters in the international game. It is uh, the, it is the, it is the holy grail towards which all meaningless friendlies point, uh, and all actions are aimed, and we have missed out. Um, We're out. There is no going back. There are no second chances. It's not a 20% chance. There are no percents. It's not. This is, this is absolute. It is finished. I'm going to do a game recap, as we always do, uh, but this is, of course, not really about these 90 minutes alone. It's about the games right. that happened elsewhere in the hex, and it's about right. uh, the, the history of, of this team in total. So I will do what I can to kind of fly through this a little bit. Um, folks, thank you for joining us. If it is your first time joining us, this is going to be... Um, uh, a tough one for us, for me and, and for Ty. We really care about this team. So if you hear some tense emotions uh, and, if, and if, you, if you see us maybe even struggle a little bit to get through a podcast like this, bear with us and know that it's uh, because it's so real. It is so fucking real And for we, us. we know that you probably hesitated when you saw us pop up in your feed and you were like, oh, God, am I ready to do this? Yeah. And you, your thumb trembled above... That picture of Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Uh, but we're glad you're here with us. It makes it easier for us to process this. Um, and we hope that we can make it easier for you. Uh, and yeah, let's, let's relive the night that was. Let's do this fucking thing. Folks, the game was USA versus Trinidad and Tobago. The final game of the Hex. The last... Uh, opportunity for the U.S. to go to the World Cup Finals. Let's line them the fuck up, because it's time. This is the group that let us down. Uh, two gloves, Timmy Howard. Never forget. Never forget, folks. Never forget. We've, we've been speaking about Chris Wondolowski for four years. This is the 11 that let us down. Uh, Tim Howard in goal. We have 
Omar Galaxy, our boy Omar Gonzalez, our son of summer, Matt Beasler, in as our center backs. Uh, left back, Viafania, no changes, folks, from the last game. Right back, Yedlin. We'd have Bradley, uh, Ariola, Nagby, and Christian Polisic in the midfield. And then we'd have Bobby Wood and Josie Altador up top. Uh, this game would start out, start out essentially with a howler from our Omar Galaxy. Omar right. Gonzalez right. Uh, could have been a simple clearance, could have been anything other than like a genius lofted finish over Tim Howard, uh, who, not some to say Suarez this was shit. some Just, Suarez shit, yeah. uh, not to say that Tim Howard should have saved this, uh, but it did. He did look aging in the moment that this is looping over his right. head. Um, right. But how could he have predicted that Omar Galaxy would would just put a scintillating finish on frame for us all to to admire? Um, and the U.S. would remain deep and afraid of Trinidad and Tobago's speed uh, for the for the duration of the first half, uh, resulting in another goal from the uh, the the Jones brother, the other Jones brother that doesn't play for Seattle, Alvin. Are they brothers? They are brothers. Fuck. How poetic. <laughs> yep. Uh, nice strike. Very nice strike. Once again, Tim Howard looking a little agey there. Uh, U.S. reacting um, hardly at all, uh, gaining no momentum, showing uh, heavy legs and uh, a lack of inspiration all around. Josie with some, some flicks and, and complaints, which is always a terrible sign. Uh, Nagby, however, uh, shouts to Nagby uh, for uh, Nagbying out. You know what I mean? Maybe his top's not as high as you want him to be, but he but he had never lose the ballishness in this first half. So so although this was a complete debacle of a forty five minutes for the U.S., uh, I I do want to say that that Nagby wasn't as shitty as everybody else uh, in this first half. Second half comes around, the deuce comes on. It's your boy, the deuce, tied, folks, tied. How much more poised could this be for the record of all time goals scored for the U.S. M.N.T.? Uh, Clint Dempsey comes on in. He's got forty five minutes to do it. Chris. Christian Pulisic, speaking of Nagby uh, having a good game, a perfect example is his uh, layoff to Pulisic here. Never lose the ballishness. Pulisic picks that up, and he's got that energy of youth and uh, uh, the genius of talent to, to take this strike on. And he does so uh, in, with making quality contact with the ball. So although, yes, this has a deflection uh, before sinking into the uh, uh, upper left 90 there, um, I give a lot of credit to Christian Pulisic for the way in which he struck this. And, and the moment in which he struck it with venom, uh, and and it, the it, it was surprising given the rhythm of the game. U.S. would push up their back line a little bit, now being at a scoreline of two one. And then, folks, watching this game, we got to see the towers fall. It was indicative, wasn't it, of uh, of so many things about U.S. soccer culture that this game's this game would get shrunk onto a mini screen so that we could watch Costa Rica play Honduras and Panama play Mexico. Or was it the other way around? Honduras other playing around. Mexico and Who Panama playing Costa Rica. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Uh, we, we get to watch their games while our boys did nothing at 2-1. to one. Um, and the Towers folks would simply slowly fall. There was one point in this game where, the, where uh, Panama had to score two goals against Costa Rica and Honduras had to score mm. two goals against Mexico. This is early on in the first half in order for the U.S. to be out. How far away 
must that have seemed at the time? I watched this game on replay, so I knew what had happened. I can't imagine how I would have felt. Reach out to us at Twitter at WTP Pod. Tell us what you were going through in these moments. Did it feel close? Did it feel close? Didn't it? Did it seem like we we had every door open to us, or did it seem like we were just never gonna go? Um, a little bit of both, folks, for me. Uh, and and um, as this game progressed, the picture got worse and worse. I want to mention Clint Dempsey does have uh, some nice sparks in this game, does try to make it happen, and hits the post. I think that if, if there's any of these, the litany of moments where the U.S. could have turned around, I think the, the one most worth mentioning is Clint Dempsey from 25 yards out, hitting the post. Um, uh, just, just... Brutal as a U.S. fan to watch to watch that ball rattle off the post and and just get the sense that this was not our fucking day and it would all culminate in a goal from Roman Torres. They go up against Costa Rica. Honduras gets the playoff spot. Panama qualifies, uh, getting revenge on the U.S. And how many how many how many teams in this region just got revenge on the U.S. All of them probably every single one. Uh, including Trinidad and Tobago. This game, as you know, as you already knew, you didn't need us to tell you, it would end 2-1 to one to the young Trinidad and Tobago side. U.S. is not going to the World Cup. Ty, what are your first impressions? Uh, do you have impressions? I, I think I, uh, I didn't really watch the game. I kind of watched the, the the box that has the scores in it, and I I I just shuddered in anxiety every time the little be in uh, you know cut in to the other games would occur. Um, you know, I, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. We were unlucky in the game. We were unlucky with what happened in the other games, not just the scores, but some of the events that took place in the other games. Uh, we were naive. Um, we were not sufficiently prepared. It was a poorly played, uh, poorly planned match. But I personally, when I think about this cycle, what I think about are not the last couple qualifiers but what i think about was the match in panama so the fourth uh qualifier where we went down we went down there and with all the u.s soccer excuses lined up we got a draw which people called a precious point away from home um Mm. and we're a better team we we saw that um when when we played them uh we we beat them comprehensively, as 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 uh, their coach Hernan Gomez said. Uh, we could have won ten nothing, and going down to Panama shot, doesn't folks. make us suddenly ten goals worse. <laughs> but uh, but to the mentality of of the American soccer player, it does. Um, so we we missed out on the World Cup not yesterday, but we missed out on it with this mentality that. Uh, that that's scratching and clawing for a point away from home is good just because it's CONCACAF and that CONCACAF's the toughest region. It's not even close to true. 
Um, and then there's one other point that we lost it as we well. We have been beating that drum. Before Mexico. you get on to this next point, we have been beating that drum on this show. Uh, those of you who have been with us, and there are a few of you, thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, we have been we've been so fucking clear. Even when we win, even when we do well, or let's let's say because we haven't done so much winning on the road, but even when we've tied and it's been called a good result, we've been here saying this is not good enough and this approach is not going to work. And and there's a parallel universe in which we scrape through in this game and we have that same conversation again. Um, now the sh- now the sh- the shit done. Well, hit the and I, I I fear that that's not going to come home for people. That that's not going to hit. That you know, because th- this is an abstract kind of way to way to look at things. Um, and so maybe I mean maybe it's only me who reacts that way. And it would make sense that in the face of a tragedy, like my my personal mentality is going to be statistical and is going to be analytical. You know, in that regard. Um, I you know I I think you can you can look at it and you can say that. Um, that the 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 coaching was bad, the execution was poor. There's the talent gap that um, Brian Shiretta, uh has been writing a lot about on American Soccer Now, saying the players of the generation that should be uh, starting to take over the national team haven't come through those uh, early 1990s birth years. Um, there's a development gap, so we don't have many standout. Yeah, exactly. We don't have standout twenty-three through twenty-seven-year-olds. Yeah. Um, we have we have some okay role players from those ages, but there's nobody pushing Tim Howard. There's nobody who has you know forced Clint Dempsey out by now. Um, there's nobody. There's nobody we're we're relying on as as a top player. So we have Polisic all the way down. Uh, ten the, years below that. Late nineties birth years. Ten years below, um, and then we have uh, Bradley, and we have. Cameron and we have Howard and players from from the late '80s uh, birth years, but um, but but we 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 missed a generation. So there's there's all these sort of uh, qualitative uh, factors, and and the, I guess the qualitative factor behind what I'm saying is is mentality and is culture because we looked at it. You know, I think uh, at the Azteca match was another perfect example where we say, oh, a precious point in Azteca. Well. We made substitutions in that game. We made those substitutions late, and we made them defensive. And what if we had gone for it in that game? Just think about it. Look at the table. We, we came now, short by a yeah, point. Yeah, folks, it's so easy now to look back. Now the point is is clearer than ever, and so I do hope that it does start to sink <clears throat> in around this this uh, soccer culture. Yeah. And and I that is kind of my my closet angle on this whole experience is that is that. Um, there are ways in which we're poised to advance quicker than we would have been. Looking at the table, that the point that we got in Azteca and the point that we got in Panama did not make a damn difference. And getting one win from those two games, you trade you trade in those two points for one more fucking point by playing a little bit smarter and a little bit harder in those moments, and Just we go to the World forward. Cup. Play forward. Just play forward. So it's, it's not about it's, it's not about last time. It's got to be clear now, right? It's got to be clear now. Folks, stay with us. Uh, we we love this team, and, and we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to figure out what the fuck has gone down uh, with this federation, with this cycle, with these not, not, not only one uh, debacle coach scenario, but you got to start saying Bruce Arena's stay has been a debacle um, if, when you look back on it. He had one job, and he, and he failed to do it. Um, 
Yeah, and There's, he, you know, to, to speak to Bruce, he was the safe choice because he had been there before, but the game has moved on in the last 14 years. So here's um, the thing. Here's, and, and here's what, my what question. what Bruce and used I, to be able to get away doing is no longer valid. Yeah. Um, this, these retrograde tactics and philosophy and approach to the game and this bullshit, like, faux, like, pseudoscience about, about you know, who you call in and you you have to have experienced players in the big games even if there's a better player who's younger you know that that, I mean, that's stuff even that's stuff added up right in the last now, game like, we talked we with this starting lineup zero turnover what the fuck time is this for bruce to surprise everybody after after every trip every trip had included had included several changes including the the you know quote unquote best result that we got away from home in Mexico, I think we had three starters from the last game, so eight it's crazy. changes. It's crazy to me um, that now including he decides a, a system to... change, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like I, against, I don't, I don't against know. the I, team it, whose only tool, whose 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 greatest tool, not their only tool, but whose greatest tool is legs and speed. I mean, you you play the same eleven players that played three days ago, four days ago. Right, and and how? What are the odds that? The tactical approach to this game should have been identical to that game. What, like, just looking at it in the abstract, to make zero changes after all, the, after all the tinkering that that you know, on the last game we we were talking about how uh, modern coaches rotate, you know, and modern right. coaches look at their team as a as a twenty man squad, as a twenty twenty two man squad. That's right, and that's a, how it needs to be uh, in the not modern as an game. 11. This is a good time. I missed it in the game recap, but it's okay because it doesn't fucking matter. But uh, there was no. It all matters, folks. It all matters. There was a there was a tactical change later because we did go to three in the back, which is something we have seen. The other two subs that I didn't get give a shout out to earlier, uh, we got to see um, uh, Kellen Acosta came in, and yeah. who was the last one? Uh, Failhaber. Failhaber, that's right. So it was Kellen Acosta who came in uh, first, and then Failhaber came in for, for Viafania, moving, moving the team to a three in the back, which we've seen a couple times. Great. <laughs> hey, uh, anybody want a t-shirt? Yeah, you guys want tees? Ugh, gosh, if this is actually... Please, please your, order a tee. If, please order a tee, folks. One of the ways... Go... go uh, uh, Go to Las Vegas if you enjoy gambling. And if you enjoy the USMNT, buy a tee from We the Peeps. Because it's. Well, remember that they don't sell the t shirts. So even if you're mad at them, you can express your anger by supporting the people who vent your anger. Yes, we are your anger. We universe. are your pain. Do you hear it? Can you write us? It? Can you send us an email? It? I don't think we talked about this. We have an email. Oh, yeah, I didn't WTPpod know that. at gmail.com. Nice. Send us. And there's a form on our website, wtppod.com. Nice. Send us your your thoughts, your stories. Your we we want to act as your vent for for your frustration, and uh, and 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 buy a friggin' t-shirt because uh, as long as you're around, um, downloading our stupid little show, uh, we will keep making the stupid little show. <laughs> That's right. And that's right. There, there, it doesn't feel like it today. But there will be another cycle. Hopefully there will be another Hex. Hopefully there will be another World Cup. Um, and the, the, the long glacial pace of international soccer is what makes it so rewarding and also so crushing.
to, soul, to lose. Soul, not um, only so crushing, but soul it, crushing. It is crushing today, but but remember that this team will be there. That the reasons why you love this team uh, were not that they qualify for the World Cup every time. Um, I don't think I've ever spoken to a, a, a U.S. soccer fan who said, well, you know, I'm meh on the team, but they make it all the time, so that's why I follow them. Like, th- No, we, we follow this team because we believe in the country, because we believe in in our people. Yeah, we believe it's because in Americanism it's for two reasons, to some guys. Degree. It's even for two reasons. Even if we're pissed it's at that... America, even if we want to kneel for the anthem, we believe in America. So America is not going anywhere, and this team's not going anywhere either. And um, don't don't lose sight of that. You know, it, there, it, it's it's it. You should be angry. You should be angry. But this is a, a marriage, not a dating relationship. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. This is this is a this is this is some deep shit. And and there's nothing that connects a fan as much as a national team, in my opinion. Um, how can it, how can there be, there are two, there are two reasons, folks, why stick with us. There are two reasons why we do this podcast. That's not true. Three. We love this. (laughs) We love this country. We love this game and we love each other. That's the three reasons that we do this podcast. Um, so, so none of those have changed folks. None of that has changed. Um, and 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 maybe 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 we can take a little bit of solace in knowing that we don't have to wait for a, an agonizing month uh, before a playoff versus Australia and likely lose. I'm glad. <coughs> fuck that. We're out. Let's forget everything. Let's clean house. We've never seen a situation like this before in, in, in as far as I'm concerned, because I'm a baby, in the history of this team. I was born after the last time this happened. So none of us have any idea how to react to this. And, and even if you were around the last time, the situation is so different now. This is straight up unprecedented. Kobe Jones on the broadcast on Fubo.com was asked, hey, like, because he was one of the broadcasters, the other, the, the other guy asked him, what, as a player, how do you react to a moment like this? And he was like, tell you the truth, I've never been in a situation like this. We always qualify. And there was a moment of silence, man. Nobody knows how to react to this. I don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think we do, and I don't think Sunil does. What do you think? God, imagine being Sunil right now. How much good, in theory, Sunil has done for this uh, um, you know, federation or whatever, for, for U.S. soccer. And then also how deftly he has managed to either dodge or never get involved with any of the dark arts going on in FIFA. Um, and he, you know, all, all, it's as if Sunil was just like untouchable and, and, and now this, and now that now the players have, have, have let us down and, and in his mind, he must feel let him down a little bit. I mean, cause, cause think about it, right? So. This is the, the it, Sunil brings Bruce in after Jurgen goes out. And folks, we're going to do a proper, we're going to take some time to process this analytically and come back and really give, uh, give you guys, a, a, I guess, our take on, on what happened, a triage on what happened in the past four years and, and how we should approach the next four right. years according to We the People. We will do that. Today's not the day to do that. Um, but I'll, I'll finish this point out. We are looking at a situation which Sunil Galati brings in Bruce Arena after Jurgen, and then Bruce uh, Bruce does everything that 
uh, we expected him to do. He plays, he, he plays uh, you know, aging, uh, experienced players in a predictable, stale right. style, playing for ties at home, <clears throat> I mean ties on the road and wins at home. That's what we expected from Bruce. And he did that. The only thing that we didn't expect was that it wasn't going to work. So imagine being Sunil right now thinking, how did this happen? What what happened? Like, you know what I mean? It's it's not as if Bruce came in and and what failed to deliver Bruce. He did Bruce. It just didn't work. And it, and and yeah, that's that's a that's a lost aspect of this too. Is that what was it? Seven in a row. I mean, you know, even if your odds are in the nineties, that eighth try, that ninth try. I mean. The, it 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 happens it happens this happens and it's it's going to happen to every country that's right that's a good point you know, there, too there, Worth... there will be a year that germany misses there will be a year that brazil misses sure and we're um, we're in we're in a weak we're in a weak ass group so it it kind of pales in comparison but chile not going you know what i mean um chile right exactly Argentina and then and then we're going to have going. a european playoff uh italy might not go um you know, there's there's a couple other big countries in the mix there too, and then people people have been talking about Pulisic. Well, you know, George Best never went to a World Cup. Uh, Gareth Bale might never go to a World Cup. Um, you know, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo could have missed a couple times. Uh, they've been in that playoff a few times. Ibra has missed. You know, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make you not able to be a great player, and and it doesn't. You know, I think we're used to our great players being able to like contend for those crazy records of you know top goal scorer at the World Cup ever and things like that. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, but you look I, at who's I, I think close. Those, I mean, that's closer. just so secondary. You know, or um, right. It'd be great to have a closer, but like ultimately, the only World Cup that Closa played in that that mattered was the winning gold. That was the winning World Cup. Was the winning World Cup, and, like, he, and he was old at whatever. that point. And and. Uh, What's his face? Right. Uh, yeah, what's, but still what's the younger German dude who, who is so close to that? Um, Muller. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Muller, who is not a player I envy in Germany. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't. He's cool and he's funny. Oh, yeah, and I think yeah, he's, he's won- a wonderful entertainer. But I don't think he's Maradona. He's not- Maradona once um, in one of his first caps, they played Argentina, and Maradona uh, went into the press conference, and he was sitting up at the podium, and Maradona started freaking out. And complaining in Spanish that why do they let a ball boy sit in my chair? <laughs> Not recognizing Thomas Muller, and Thomas Muller in a very polite uh, Teutonic way, kind of uh, demurred and <laughs> walked off the stage, only to be only only to have the the, the confusion uh, clarified and and uh, an apology, a, a Maradona esque uh, non apology delivered. That's awesome. That's the kind of guy Thomas Muller is, the ball boy. The ball boy who just happens to be the best player. He was just around. So I'm not worried about Christian Pulisic not, you know, uh, reaching those statistics in the World Cup. I am upset about him not getting that experience at a young age. He's done a great job of taking advantage of every every drop of experience and opportunity that he's been given, not only For for the Nats, but also, of course, at Dortmund. 
Um, and it is sad. However, the flip side of this is that we get turnover. And there is no doubt that Christian Pulisic mm-hmm. from today is the leader of, of the current Nats. Uh, you know, fuck Michael Bradley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Give him fuck Josie Altidore. I love you, Deuce, but you're out. You're done. Oh, but quick side note on Deuce. I think he should retire tied up. I think that's fair. I think if, you know, they, if they had, their ages had been reversed, you know what I mean? It would be, it would be Donovan on top. I think they, they deserve to have it tied forever. I think, I think Deuce should retire right now. I think that'd be, be the honorable thing to do. Yeah, I thought that would be fantastic too. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, yeah. look, look I, okay, my slightly uh, more dis- detached um, stance. There's there's kind of two things going on here. One is that we have the emotional blow of not getting to watch our team in a World Cup, you know, which is which is a a brutal thing. I mean, you know, as I said as I said on this air and clipped out on Facebook and stuff, uh, this is the thing I like the most. <laughs> yeah, that's and it, you know this it's it's not football where there's going to be another draft and then there's going to be another season that starts up and maybe just maybe we can get into into the playoffs you know next year um this is it for a long time and unlike you know going out in the group stage of the world cup we got an extra eight months so it's going to be it's going to be four years almost five years before we get to watch this team in a World Cup again, if if that if that um, and that that hurts that hurts deeply and I, I I am just glad I mean I feel awful for you I'm a parent I feel awful for you parents who have kids who are old enough to be disappointed because oh this, man this is the shittiest thing in the world or even worse um, and you I know, can't you imagine having to who... tell my kid. It's the worst, or, or parents who would love to expose their kids for the first time, maybe they're five or six, to the World Cup and, and to see their country play in such a wonderful, wonderful uh, event and, and won't have that chance until that same child is 10, you know? So that's, so that's the emotional side, and, and that's the thing that, you know, we, is most um, proximate today and, the, and, and what's making me, uh, you know, so emotional and, and, and just crushed um but there is long term you know what we've talked about is the mission what's the mission uh winning the damn tournament right that's right so that's right ultimately what we lost in terms of that mission this time was not great uh you know we we lost maybe a half a percent chance or a third of a percent chance of actually winning the thing because because, of course we are very unlikely to have gone wasn't exactly poised for success um and and what we could have, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that Kobe Jones quote. It's like, yeah, this is unprecedented. It's unprecedented and maybe an unprecedented situation ultimately will lead us to a place we couldn't have gotten to otherwise. I like, absolutely It reminds me of um, of like the Jets. The Jets, you know, I'm not a huge football fan, but I, I have noticed this particular narrative of like these mediocre teams that are always, you know, they get six wins a year or seven wins a year. It's like, no, you want to get two wins or one win so that you get the best draft pick so that you can rebound, you know. And in some ways, we've been plodding along. We've been a we've been a, an eight win or nine win football team. You know, it's been enough to get us through Concacaf. That's right. Um, it's been enough to get us to the World Cup. But if you look at our results in the World Cup. What's our biggest our biggest result ever in the World Cup is beating Mexico two nothing, um, well in the modern era at least we beat England in the fifties but um, we beat Ghana last time two one, uh, 
And then other than that, you know, you're looking at, at every time we faced a big uh, country, we uh, didn't do well. You know, we, we, we got a draw against Italy one time. Um, I guess we beat Portugal. That, 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 that counts for something. We beat Germany once when it didn't matter to them. Or we tied Germany. We tied Germany. No, we lost. We lost that game. We did? We lost. We lost. We lost. Oh, we lost. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, but my point, my point, uh, and forgive us, this is a hard day. Uh, it's hard to remember a lot of this stuff. But um, uh, my point is that we, we haven't gotten to the point where we really put the fear of God into people, you know? Absolutely not. And so in some ways we've been plodding along at that last 16 stage for so long that we might have been stuck in a way of doing things. And it's like everything that we were doing was always to preserve our last 16-ishness, you know? And so now now the time, the, the, the opportunity that this failure presents us is to burn everything to the ground. That's right. And say, what will it actually take to get us to that next stage? Because we don't have to win a game for another three years. So, so if there has ever been a time to... To, to invest in a core of youth and not, not just oh a core God. of like 11 players who we pick as the team, but, but to invest in the process of youth. Yeah. Yeah. To, because look, we need for to the set next ourselves World Cup, up in a way. In we which... could be picking players who are 16 right now. That's right. Right. We should so, be. So, so invest in the 16s for the next World Cup. You know, invest, invest in 10,000 16 year olds because and give them every opportunity that they, that they, could ask for because not only do we have more than one world cup cycle right now to prepare ourselves but we also can assume that if we stay in any way with the core that we have that we're gonna have to start over for the world cup after that right so what is the point of going into the next world cup with this group and if you look back uh at the at this cycle and then the last half of the previous cycle uh, which I don't know a whole lot about, but for sure this cycle. If you look back at yeah. this team, it's not just Jurgen and Bruce Arena who are the leaders of this team. We have to look at five people who have been the alleged leaders of this team. And I apologize for saying F you, Michael Bradley. That was inappropriate. Um, I do not apologize for saying that about Josie Altidore necessarily. No, it's inappropriate to say that about anybody. But who are the leaders on this team that have let us down repeatedly and at the final biggest stage? They are Michael Bradley. They are Josie Altidore. They are arguably Clint Dempsey, although less so for sure. They are... uh, They are... Tim Howard. They are Tim Howard. They are Tim Howard, who has not looked like Tim Howard in a long time at this point, in a while, in a minute, pre-injury, pre-injury. Um, so is, is any of that group worth keeping for a World Cup that they are surely going to decline? Michael Bradley for the ne- in the next cycle, is a Michael Bradley who's a little bit worse than the one we've had for this cycle uh, valuable to us at all? No. I think if Michael Bradley uh, makes his way back onto the roster, it's after two or three years of being in the wilderness. He, you know what I mean? If Josie Altidore makes his way back onto this roster, it's after being exiled for what's happened. These players need to be, mm. need to be um, f- you know, we need to move on from, from them as even options and, and start to figure out what it actually takes to bring a team to the World Cup that is 
that is 23 to 28 and, and firing on all cylinders. How do you do that? And, and that's there to win. That's there to win. That's there to win. That's there to win. Um, and we have a great opportunity because there's no reason. To, I mean, we look, are, you, we have this, you, what an amazing opportunity the, because we already have designated our leader. We got this kid, Christian Pulisic, who has right. proved himself in each of the even, even in even in losing, even in tragedy, crisis, disaster that was USA versus Trinidad and Tobago. Even when he didn't get on the ball a lot, he still scored. This kid is our leader, and someone like Weston McKinney, someone like Cameron Carter Vickers, someone like Josh Sargent, and today. <clears throat> look to Christian Pulisic for leadership today. So what if we give him eight years yeah. of captaincy or, or close, you know, or, or sort of that kind of a status, maybe not actually the armband, but you know, what if we, he has eight years of that status with a group of kids that is his age, a little younger, a little older, you know, keep Bobby Wood um, for now. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely keep Yedlin, uh, keep Darlington Nagby. Um, but but give the mantle to Pulisic and move on. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, so due to the aforementioned uh, talent gap, the, the generational gap that we have, um, that was, I think, one of the biggest reasons why the team just didn't progress after the World Cup. And you saw in fits and starts, you saw... Oh God! Will this be the last camp with Jermaine Jones? Oh my God! Um, and it should have been. Why did we spend two been, years debating Jermaine Jones? Why? I know. What was the point I know. Of that? I know. Because every other game he would show up and he would be kind of three quarters of his old self, and it would be like, well, maybe, just maybe. But it's like, look, we ha- we have to we ha- we have to make a habit of systematically cutting older guys. That's right. After after That's tournaments right. and we need and a, we need especially a, after yeah, situations like this, we got to get used to it. It's just not worth it. It's and and to be honest, it's like look if if we had gone out after the 2014 World Cup and we had just said anyone over the age of uh, 28, you're done. Um, thank you for your service. You're done. Do you think we'd be worse off? Do you think we'd have had worse results? Hell no. I'm not talking know. about I'm not talking about let's build for the future. I'm talking about trying to win fucking games today because what we end up in is a situation where we're picking a roster based on past performance, not based on their ability to get the job done on the day. So, you know, okay, you you got me on Clint Dempsey. And and occasionally we're going to if we take that kind of tack, we're going to have to cut a player who would be really important at 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 32 or 33. But you look at it like what if we had just gone out of that Copa America in the group stage? You know, Clint, Clint Dempsey, Clint Dempsey kind of propelled the U.S. Uh, in that in that tournament and had most of our offense as a team. But what if we had used that to just play sixteen-year-old Josh Sargent? You know, how much worse would the situation have been? And and you know, so maybe maybe we don't get out of the group stage in that game, but. What it turns into is the ability to use someone like that at, at 18 and 19, you know, or, or someone like Morris in a, in a better role, you know, giving him even more chances. Like, the, the, all of these little costs, they, they add up, and they add it up, you know. That's right. That's right. Folks, reach out to all us with your emotions. All these little stupid mistakes from yeah. Jurgen, from Sunil from Bruce, from the players, the attitude, the it just all added up. And 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 you know, we're 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 paying a, a steep steep price for that. The the nation is paying a steep price. Um I I'm I'm curious what your take is on like cuz there there's the 
one particular line of freak out that now that we missed the World Cup that, you know, kids aren't going to be interested in soccer as much and mm. all that. And I don't really buy that because I don't see too many kids who give it, you know, uh, a fig about the U.S. national team generally. They, well, they like they Barcelona always get they into like it during yeah. the World Cup. That's the thing. And it always seems to get bigger during the World Cup. <clears throat> the only thing, I That's mean, true. it's a chicken and the egg situation, you know, with like the team doing well and yeah, the kids playing is. and yeah. kids playing and the team doing well. And I think there's an unrelated factor that's that's bigger than the World Cup or at least equal, which is that uh, soccer for kids fits into American culture really well. Like, it's, you, you know, the kids aren't getting hurt as much. It's, it's cheap. Uh, there You know, there's there's something about soccer right. that fits into this kind of middle America suburban psyche and mentality, and it, and it just works. Uh, so I don't think that's going anywhere. I don't think the, the sport's going to start to shrink in this country. Um, but I do think it, it hurts. I think it hurts. I think it hurts, you know, in a way that's very hard to calculate because um, mm. as uh, the hypothetical child of, of mention, you know, is, is five or six that I had mentioned before. And like, that is, a, uh, that's a crucial time for, you know, what was Christian Pulisic doing when he was five or six or four? You know, what, what was he being exposed to? Well, his dad's a player. Watching Landon Donovan. Yeah. His dad's a player. So that's a Literally, bad example. Right? But, four, he, he's yeah. a 98. Ballistics 98, so at four, he, he would have been watching Landon Donovan. So I do think it hurts. I do think it hurts. However, in the final analysis, and maybe just pre-analysis, I'm optimistic. Um, I think that we need, if we're, if, it's, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling thing. If, if we were actually this bad that we could lose this game, I mean, lose this game? Uh, and and fail in all the other small ways that we have up until now, then we needed this. We need to be shown that there is a problem with the way we are going about this. Um, once again, it 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 harkens to other things about about being an American, and and um, you know we we're together in this, guys. We we got to figure it out. To just to get back to your question, I've flown pretty far off. Uh, I do think ultimately that it will hurt. It will hurt. Uh, in a way that that is difficult to calculate, but at the end of the day, the opportunity is too big, and the, the, to to be pessimistic about because what were we really looking at before? You, you know, we were looking at mediocre a mediocre future for this team. Um, right now, if you're a 16, 17 year old player for the U.S., you're happy about this, maybe. I mean, you're not happy about it, but it's 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 ultimately going to be good for the development of that group of players. Maybe not for the group of players that's seven and eight right now, but for the uh, for the young and late teenagers of today, I think it'll ultimately be better for them. Uh, yeah, could be, could be. I mean, I think I think. Um, Look at Trinidad see. and Tobago we... right now. Look at Trinidad and Tobago right now. They're out. And they get a chance to flip everything over, and and they're you know they they've they've they're far from proving that they're a high quality team or anything like that, but but it has been good for them, and that's right. just a small example of what could happen in the U.S. on a much larger scale. Yeah, yeah, I I I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I think uh, when you have social ills or like cultural ills. A big um, 
uh, tectonic shift is is one way to fix those. Like it's very hard, you know. Like it's it, for in, like with healthcare, for instance, it's very very hard to fix problems with healthcare piece by piece. You know, the only way to really fix it would be to tear everything down and start over. Um, and 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 usually you don't have the opportunity to do that because you're trying to you know, fix the car while the car is moving and you have to keep the car on the road. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I do see this as a, as a, a shitty opportunity. I, I not to, not and to let's keep in mind anybody as well. feel this even is, worse though. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, now is just the, just the tip of the iceberg with the heartbreak of this situation. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like a like like when you have a breakup, it hurts to it hurts to be alone. Hurts even worse to see that person with somebody else. <sighs> Watching that World Cup uh, is going to be tough. I love the World Cup. I've always loved the World Cup. I've watched it as a neutral essentially up until uh the past 5 years when yeah. I when I got into this team. And so I'll still be watching and I will still enjoy it. But it is tough, man. It is tough, and, and there are going to be stages to this. There's going to be denial, anger, sadness, whatever the order of all those stages is. They're, they're all going to be here. I want to mention another thing about this uh, perfect storm a little bit. Um, it says we try to process what's just happened and what it means to be uh, an, American, an American right now and a fan of this team right now. We have... Uh, we have pretty much given everybody in in this hex a reason to try to bring us down at some point in the in in the past mm-hmm. 8 years you know we've we've alienated everyone in this group and not that there are any allies in this group but um you got to think that somehow there's there I, not not that it's it's all games it's all gamesmanship right so of course we were just playing the game the whole time but we did manage to rack up a lot of enemies in this region and it does feel like uh not i don't think anybody threw any games or anything crazy like that but i i just do think like if you're if you're panama how how much this means to you and how much how badly you want to bring the u.s down and you're hearing the u.s is vulnerable they're losing to trinidad and if you're trinidad you have this opportunity to bring this giant down um, and and we got brought down, and I think there is a certain justice in that. When the whole kingdom is is coming at your throat, you know, and you get brought down by the multitude, there there's you're not doing it right, you know. And and so I think it's good. I think it's good for the sport. And and um, the drawing away from home being a great point thing is another aspect of that because we insult these countries with this rhetoric. How so? You have to realize that there, there are people, there are people whose job it is to maintain the field and keep the water off of the running track. And it's not that they're incompetent, you know, it's that, it's that they don't have the resources that we have to have our fancy stadiums, you know? So when we go down there and we talk about how fucking shitty it is to be in their country and play in their country, (laughs) uh, and, and therefore we're so, we're so chuffed if we, if we get a point because, we go to this hellscape and, and, and come out with something, that's a good result for us. Like, if I saw that and I was a Honduran person, let alone a player, let alone a part of the team, if I was a Honduran person, I'd say, fuck you. I love yeah. being, I, I love Honduras, you know? And so, so this, this attitude, it's like, all it does is, is create that alienation and difference and, and, and 
and and increase that that temperature you know between in the in the relationship and it's like the the world is an increasingly globalized place you know and and i don't understand how we can continue in this sport and in our our larger trajectory as a country without starting to see these other countries as real places where real sensible reasonable people who deserve respect so live so true you know and and it's no it's no shock that in a country that rarely goes abroad you know where 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 students don't learn another language right or like me you 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 know don't pay attention in spanish class for 8 years and then you have to figure it out when you're an adult it's like it's like, yeah, no, no kidding. Our our players are daunted when they go down there because they don't have exposure. You know, they're they're not internationalized. Like, the a lot of these Trinidadian players play in the U.S. or went to college in the U.S. And you know, everybody I know who has come from a different country and has you know had to adapt and had to fight. Like Bobby was saying when he was on our show, like going to Norway was one of the best things that could have happened to him because he was lonely as hell. And he had right. to figure things out for himself. And he was and away from the comforts and he was away. And it wasn't like he was away and making $8 million like a certain someone. No. He, he was away and having to scrap and figure out how to pay the rent on a, you know, second division Norwegian soccer player right. salary. And so, rem- like, this is, this is not – it doesn't shock me that, that with this attitude that we have about other places that we've created this animosity. And, and you know, soccer should be a way that we can combat that culture, like overall cultural malaise instead of just like – perpetuating it and mirroring it even further so why is it that so why is it folks we ought to ask ourselves in this time why is it that uh other countries in our region are able to celebrate each other's successes but none of them are able to celebrate ours uh and 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 to add to ty's point we will as 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 individuals and human beings you you never lose your culture by engaging in another culture um, you only you, you yeah, only get stronger absolutely. in your own culture, um, and I think in America there's this <laughs> I mean, sensation that in order to be fully American you have to be only American, and you have to somehow right, right, push right. out all these other all these other cultures. For what reason? I'm not sure. I think to because there's a there's a, a um, you know an interest in assimilation and and a and a sort of a elitism in America that is that has pervaded throughout our history and and is is causing problems for us in a lot of ways one of which is our men's national well, soccer it, team back in the day when when we had manufacturing you know and and we had an edge and a lead in manufacturing and when our gdp was okay. growing at at 5% a year that that was a different story we could afford to be elitist but those things are running out you know you see the cultural undercurrents in our country right now and the strife and the sadness that that people are going through like this is you know the 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 this this soccer situation is is in some small part reflective of the same uh of the same trends but like imagine imagine if that if when the US was going down to Costa Rica we said we love playing in in Costa Rica we're in paradise yeah this is amazing we stay at a great hotel it's it's awesome being in Costa Rica we're so happy to be here and we 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 you know we we really respect the Costa Rican people, but we're really confident that we're going to get a win because we have a better team. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't get so many. Like, can you imagine maybe the, the sea change so that, many... that kind of shit would cause? Yeah, that would be crazy, and 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 uh, you know that that comes from from the coaching level, uh, and it filters down into the players, and and maybe we wouldn't have so many impediments if we were approaching these countries with respect. Maybe uh, you know, maybe maybe. <clears throat> 
there wouldn't be so many people disturbing our players' sleep outside their hotels and banging on the, the their bus windows. You know, maybe that wouldn't happen as yeah. much. Um, it's so cool to play in Trinidad. We're really glad to be playing in their new Addo Bolden Stadium for for our first World Cup qualifier here. It's great to see the game progressing in this country. We're really confident that we're going to pull out a win tomorrow, but it's always a pleasure coming down and playing against the wonderful com- competitors from Trinidad. Amazing. Amazing. How simple that is. Folks, uh, reach out to us at Twitter, uh, on Twitter, at WTPPod. That's Wilbur Tango Pizza. Buy your t-shirts. Buy a t-shirt. Uh, if you love this team and if you love this pod, or even if you just like it, buy your tea at WTPPod.com <laughs> slash shirts. Uh, even if you're just like neutral towards it, buy one. Low standards here. Uh, low key. And you trust me, if, you, if you're getting your shirt, you're getting in on the ground level of this fad because... <laughs> Because we're not going to the World Cup uh, this time around. It's gonna be it's gonna be a few years before this. It's the beginning of the 2022 cycle, guys. <laughs> Yay! New cycle, fresh start. Nope, Yay. we're still mourning the loss. Uh, we'll get our fresh starts going somehow at some point, and you'll be there with us. The last thing I want to mention as our little plugs uh, is review us if you can. That'd be great. Um, when you're reviewing us, keep in mind our podcast coverage rather than our team's performance, please. Uh, rate us <laughs> rate us on our ability to commiserate with you and, and be in pain rather than the team with which we associate, please. Um, and hey, guess what? Um, oh, geez, we haven't even thought or discussed this, but, but uh, we, we, your, your, your review might be read on the air by the current, although probably not for long, coach of the u.s right. national well we'll team. see who who reads it when we actually get around to doing those with that person because i know it's been a while for a while uh, it I'm, felt like I'm we had something that... important to focus on on the field i realize now we should have just been reading reviews the whole time apparently apparently while he was still around um i have one more one more quick thing to say if i may please do this is the time the time is now uh so after the Belgium match, um, you were at my house, uh, and we walked to the train station in Brooklyn together, uh, and I told you that um, the most important thing is that it brought us together, um, which it was. So I'm grateful that, that this cycle, shitty as it has been, uh, has brought us together and has brought us together with you out there. Um, it's been a, a great pleasure. Ty, thank you for adding that. Um, you, you, you put a little mist in my eyes there, uh, bringing back that memory of being in Brooklyn at your apartment. Yep. Um, I don't want to necessarily bore the people, but I do want to give them some hope, so I'd like to maybe uh, contribute a, a, something of my own that, that this pod has done for me as well which is that in this past year I've, I've moved and I've, I've changed my life in many ways in this past year and a half uh, during the proper life of this pod. Um, and things have been really inconsistent for me and, and at times difficult in my, in my life. And thanks to you guys out there who have just supported us and, and always listened to this show and uh, supported this team, I've had something really consistent um, in my life with my brother who I love which has which has really helped me stabilize and and stay okay and do okay in this life. So uh, even if even if the U.S. goes out and stuff or or you know God forbid you know whatever 
whatever the future holds for this podcast, I, I'll be fine. I don't want you. I don't want people out there to feel to feel concerned for my well being. Although I do want them to know. I want you guys to know that uh, you're you're a part of my well-being and, and you've really um, been a part of my life through this team and through this podcast. And Ty, I want you to know that too. And if you made it an hour through uh, this particular show, we are so grateful for you um, and, uh, and, and for, for the relationships that, that we've been able to form and uh, cultivate through this show. And, and we, we, hope it, we hope it continues. Um, the, the reason we like sports is because it's hard to predict. There was only one, uh, combination out of all the 27 possible combinations of how, uh, the game could go, the, the, the set of games. There was only one combination out of that 27 where we were out. Uh, and it fucking happened. (laughs) But, uh, that is why sports are great. And there will be late times it's gonna take a long time, and and some of us some of us may keel over and die before we see the U.S. play in the World Cup again. Um, but that is why this matters and why it's valuable. If we could just play, if we could just hit, you know, start and do do a rematch like in FIFA, um, this this wouldn't mean anything to us. That's right. Um, so we 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 have to accept that sometimes the uh, sometimes the world rolls the hard six and and you're on the other end of it um and we'll be okay we'll be just fine folks i love scoring goals and winning (laughs) i know i don't usually do soccer specific things but this is this is how i like to approach my i loves today i love scoring goals and winning i love it very much i played the game myself hey shouts to you warren salandi uh, I loved playing for you, my high school coach, and you're from Trinidad and Tobago. That must have been a weird experience for you to watch this game. Uh, <laughs> shouts to you. Neither of your teams are going to the World Cup. <laughs> weird. Um, I, I love weird. scoring and, and winning. I love passing to my... I love, I love it when my team has a cohesive strategy and is well prepared. And I love it when my manager plays young kids. But at the end of the day, even if none of that shit goes the way I want it to, I will still follow and love this team because I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. I love them, and I love you all. Uh, Let's go home, boys. Let's go home. Let's go home. Let's take a nap. Relax. It's me, the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. We didn't want to go to the World Cup anyway. <laughs> it's cool. Overrated. It's fucking cool. Whatever. <laughs> fucking cool. Right, guys? Right, right, right. All right, let me. I, I just finished a work call. I'm gonna reset my space and my mind, and my face, <laughs> <Your> energy, <laughs> and my energy, and my chi. And my time space continue. That was really hard and bad. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's let's work it out. Let's work it out together. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's, let's figure this out. out. Let's let's get it out. Get let's it figure out, it out. I'm relatively noteless. I think that's okay.
I'm absolutely noteless. I'm off the dome right now. I'm off the grid, baby. Off the dome. <laughs> off grid, off 